and thank you for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Justin Brownlee, and I am the lead pastor here at Anchor Church right here in Maitland, Florida. And we are wrapping up our series that we've been doing all throughout the month of October, which has been At the Movies. The first week of At the Movies, we did Star Wars, and we talked about how we don't have to be in the dark side or on the dark side. And uh, we talked a little bit about coming out of that and really learning about what our purpose is, which is to love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, and our strength, and our mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself. And that's really kind of what we've been talking about as each week has progressed. The second week, we did Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters uh, is all about ghosts and different things, but the Ghostbusters overcame, at least Peter Vakeman did, his fear of ghosts and even his unbelief. And that's really what we addressed in the second week is, is fear and unbelief. And then uh, last week, we did Back to the Future, my all-time favorite movie, and we talked about how we cannot be stuck in the past and we cannot really predict the future, and the only thing that we can manage, the only thing that we can control is the here and the now. And so that was the challenge last week was to own the moment, own the time that we have here in the moment, and uh, and allow that to uh, change potentially your history. Don't be dragged down by your past. And so this week we're going to talk about the movie Top Gun. Great movie featuring Tom Hanks. And that goes back, I think every single movie we've done uh, really comes from that 1980s genre. That's when I was born, so maybe that's why. I have no idea. But uh, it's been a fun one. And this week we talked about Maverick, who is the lead character in Top Gun. And Maverick was really just that. He was a maverick. And any mavericks that we've seen, uh, they like to do things on their own. And, uh, and they kind of live life on the wild side or even in the danger zone, as the song is, is famously recorded in the movie. And so uh, it is dangerous to do life alone, and that's really kind of the concept. We, we uh, as a church, don't want you to do life alone. That is where you can find yourself in the danger zone. You don't need to be the ma- maverick. You don't need to be alone. And so what, that's one of the things that we talked about on Sunday. And really the whole purpose and the plan of, of what we talked about on Sunday was really just for you not to do life alone but to find friends. And so I thank you for listening, and I thank you for being a friend to be a, a part of what we're doing here today. So we're going to get right into it. And uh, we started off with the verse that is found in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18. It says, And then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper in his complement. Now this verse is particularly talking about God creating Eve for Adam because he didn't want Adam to be alone. But it is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man, mankind to be alone. And we can look at that statement itself and just really believe in the truth that it is not good for us to be by ourselves. And so really the main, uh, one of the main takeaways that we have for this message is that you should never fly alone. Always have a wingman. And we see in the clip uh, from Tom Hanks, and uh, or I'm sorry, not Tom Hanks, but Tom Cruise in um, Top Gun. We see him fly with his friend Goose, and he had a wingman. And he cared at the very beginning for one of his fellow pilots and helped him find his landing zone or helped him find the landing strip on the ship. And, uh, and so we see that he has a care for people, and that's one of the very first things that we learn in the movie about Maverick is that he has a concern for, for people. He has a concern for his wingman and his co-pilot. And so it is very important for us to not fly alone, that we should always have a wingman. We should always have someone with us 
should always have someone beside us. That's what wingmen, that's what pilots have. They always have somebody with them and they always have somebody beside them as they are on these journeys. They do not fly alone. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verse 9 through 12 says this, that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if one fails, one companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another one to lift him up. And that's really what happens. If we are living to be uh, in, uh, w- with wisdom, we do have people beside us. We have companions to help lift us up. It is not good for us to be alone, and, and it is awful for us to fall and have nobody there to help pick us up. And, and that's what we want for you. That's what we want for you as a church. That's what we want for you as, 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 as just listeners, whoever is out there listening to this, that you should have somebody in your life that can care for you, that can walk with you, that knows you, that knows all about you, knows the struggles that you're going through, that can live life with you and, and bring you up when you're down and to celebrate with you when, you are, uh, when you're up. Uh, verse 11 says, also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person keep uh, warm when they are alone? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist them. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And so it is so important for us to have people in our lives, beside us, with us, and, uh, and just doing life together with each other to build us up, to make us stronger so that we cannot be defeated by just some of the even... Uh, the weakest moments that we have in life. And I'm telling you right now that we make the worst decisions when we're alone. And so the the more people we have in our life that really just kind of know about us and know what's going on, uh, it doesn't need to be a ton. Jesus had 12 close followers uh, as far as his disciples, but even dwindling that down, he had three guys that he was really close to that he would probably say that were his favorite of the 12. And so it's important for us to have those, those, those people in our life, and they don't need to be, be many. They can just be a, a couple. And, uh, and, and here's the important thing that I really want you to be able to take away with today. All right, We can do life, and we can do life alone. It is not good for us to do that. It is not with wisdom to do that. Scripture will tell us time and time again to have people in our life and that we can be stronger when we're together. But often we try to be that maverick, and we try to be by ourselves. And I want to tell you right now, that the worst possible thing that could ever happen is at your funeral, be that be the only time that all the people that you care about are in the same room together. That's not what you want. You want to have a life or a lifetime filled with times where you have all these people with you and beside you and they're in that room and they are doing life with you. Don't let that be the only time that all these people come together is when they're lying when you're lying in a casket and they're just there to, 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 to celebrate um, your, your, uh, your funeral. Not that they would celebrate it, but you know what I'm saying. So Ecclesiastes chapter 4, uh, verse 9 through 12, shows us the strength that we have. And, and I'm telling you right now, do not fly alone. I could think a year ago when we started this church, uh, it was a tough time. And um, we had people that would walk through uh, that time period with us in our life. We have family members. We have friends. And honestly, uh, we, we don't have a ton of close friends. And, and the, the friendships that we've been able to build just even in the last year since starting the church uh, has just been an ultimate blessing for us. So, um, And it's not where we would want it to be even right now. I wish that we were closer even with some of the people that we've met in the, le- in the last year. So uh, I'm telling you right now that it is it is a great thing for you to find people to do life with. They, they can bring you up. And, uh, and for, for Danilla and I, my wife and I, it has been vital for us in this part of, in this stage of our life. Um, we read in scripture that a brother is born for adversity. They're, they are born 
or a friend is born for adversity. They are born for that danger zone. They are, they are born for that time, that those tough times. And a friend loves at all times. When the going gets tough, uh, the question is really who's going to have your six? Who's going to have your behind? Who's going to save you? Who's going to be there with you to help you and lift you and pick you back up? And we need to, to get together, not just on Sundays, but but I, I don't know when you're listening to this. It's probably during the week at some point. But but what are you doing tonight? What are you doing for lunch today? What did, what did you do for breakfast? Did you get coffee with somebody? Did you have Do you have lunch plans? Ask somebody. Invite somebody to, to spend time with you. Uh, to, to just grab a cup of coffee, to just to learn more about what they're what they're doing, what's going on in their life. And so I, I want to encourage you to not just do church on Sunday, but do church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, be in a group, be a part of something. Be a part of, uh, of something uh, that is bigger than you. Be a part of a team. Uh, you can join a team uh, right here at Anchor Church. You can be a part of our, our serve team and and be a part of setting up on Sunday and just being encouraging to one another when we come together and we just we celebrate all the things that are happening in your church every single Sunday before the service even begins. So I'd encourage you to find just a time where you can be around people and just get to know more people. The one who, who knows you fully loves you deeply. Do you know anybody that loves you fully? Because they're the ones that are going to love you so deep uh, and, and, and on another level. Uh, the more people know about you, the more they're willing to forgive. And so that's that's when when somebody that you share things with that is um, that is extremely private. They they when when they understand that equity that is built in that relationship, they they love you. They begin to love you more deeply. They get to learn more about who you are, and they discover all the things that you are. And and that's that comes with you sharing, and that also comes from you just being a good friend in, back to them. So I'd encourage you to find someone who just knows you fully because when you know somebody fully or when somebody knows you fully, they, they're going to love you deeply. And the one who really knows you fully is Jesus. Jesus knows who you are. He knows the hairs that are on your head and he cares about you and he loves you and he loves you so deep that you can't even fathom how much he knows and loves you. And so I'd encourage you to take that step. I don't know if you've ever asked Jesus into your life to, to be a part of of, of your life to in, invite him and 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 and, and take uh, understand what what the gospel under, it means which is that Jesus gave his life for you he knows you but yet he gave his life for you have you asked him to be a part of your life and and I would encourage you to do that do you have a friend in Jesus because he wants to have that friendship with you we showed the scene from from uh, top gun where there was a, a an action scene and and, um, and, and, and there's a dogfight up in the air, and, and ultimately, Goose, who is uh, Maverick's best friend, uh, dies. He dies in the scene, and, and we, we show just this heartbreaking, heart-wrenching scene. And, um, and, 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 and what Tom Cruise's character has to go through afterward. And um, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing to lose a, a, your, wing, your wingman, your best friend, or maybe even a loved one. And, and so... Um, I don't know if you've ever lost somebody, if you've lost that person in your life that you care deeply about, whether that is a spouse or it's a friend who moved away. It doesn't necessarily mean that they died, but we all experience loss and grief. And I want to remind you that Scripture says that it is not good for us to be alone and that a, a friend is closer than a brother. And uh, and so whether you're, you're single and you've never had somebody, just be patient. Be the person that God wants you to be before you find that person that God wants you to be with. And, and maybe you're just lacking friends or you need friends. It's important for you to, to put yourself out there. Maybe you've been hurt in the past by other friends. I, I don't know your story, 
but we all go through difficult things and, and, and maybe we just feel like we can't trust somebody again. And so uh, I want to tell you right now that, again, it is not good for us to be alone. And so it may take a place or it may take a time and place for you to just be able to step out in faith and think and believe that God is going to put this person in your life. If, if you're even thinking of somebody right now in your life that, that you, you wish you knew a little bit more, God has probably placed them in your life so that you can be friends with them, that you can get to know them, that you can spend time with them, that you can build that relationship equity with. So uh, it's important for you to be on a team, join a group, be in places, go take that, that step of faith and be in places where other people are. That may be on a Sunday, but that may be on a Tuesday night at a Bible study or it may be on a Wednesday morning Bible study or a group or I don't know what that, that looks like for you, but you need to take that next step to be able to put yourself out there a little bit and just have the faith that God is going to deliver that person in your life. Uh, maybe you just need to take somebody to lunch. Just it, maybe you need you need to initiate it. It may be awkward at first, but I'm telling you, whether you join a group or you take offer to take somebody to lunch, chances are they're going to say yes. And they, and in in a group setting, they're going to be so excited that you just join them. Uh, nobody's going to be be uh, upset that somebody new has joined their group, that, especially at an anchor group, right at anchor church. So. I want to encourage you to, 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 to do that. Build your, your, your self-confidence and your strength up to be able to just invite yourself to a group, invite a friend or somebody that you want to become a friend to lunch, to get some coffee, whatever the case may be. Those are the steps that you need to take. And John chapter 15, verse uh, 12 and 13 uh, says this, that it is my command to love one another as I have loved you. No, no one has greater love than this, that someone that would lay down his life for a friend. And you are called um, to, to be a friend, to be a friend just like Jesus was to us and to, to live out the, your, your purpose, which is to love God and love our neighbors, our, love our friends, the people that we could be friends with. You are not called to fly alone. Uh, in Luke chapter 10, one of my favorite stories, uh, I see uh, or we see the story of the Good Samaritan. The story of the Good Samaritan has a lot of great things in it. One that being that uh, the, the Samaritan, the least likely of, of somebody to uh, to actually help this man who is beaten up, which we'll get to here in a second, uh, is the one that stepped up and did it. But there's something important that I think that I that I see here in this story too that I want to share with you. So let's 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 read through it here. It says in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 and through 37, it says, "Just then the expert in the law, could be a lawyer, stood up to test him, saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life?" and and Jesus says then, well, what, what is written in the law? And how do you read it? And so the expert in the law answered, and he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, okay? Which is what we've been talking about. And Jesus says, you know what? You've answered correct. That, that, is, that is the right answer. So do this, and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, which is a lot of what a lot of us will do when we do something that is wrong, or, or maybe uh, not wanting to do something that we are called to do right when we are called to live out this purpose um we want to justify ourselves when when we don't uh, when we don't do it and so uh this guy says well well then uh who is my neighbor and so jesus took up the question and he begins to tell this story again jesus tells stories and parables to be able to prove or to be able to communicate a point and so we see this story and it says this it says the man was walking down from Jerusalem to Jericho now Jerusalem is a city it's a holy city and Jericho is a city of destruction a city a city of 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 danger really uh the wall uh, walls around Jericho came tumbling down uh, it's just a city of destruction of devastation 
And so this man was on this journey from Jerusalem down. It's an elevation change of about 3,000, 5,000 feet, and it's a long journey. Uh, this road itself actually was known as the Bloody Highway. When Jesus was telling this story, everybody knew that this was a dangerous road to be on. And it wasn't a good thing to be on it, especially it wasn't good to be on it alone. This was the danger zone. And so this man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers, which was not unlikely. Uh, this was a very common thing that could have happened. And they stripped him, they beat him up, and they fled, leaving him half dead. And a priest happened to be going down the road, and when he saw him, he passed to the other side. In the same way, Levite, as he arrived at the place, saw him and passed by to the other side. But a Samaritan, the least likely of anybody, the, the Samaritan who uh, Jewish people hated and were, were, were disgusted by, uh, came along th this journey, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. Now, just to note that the priest happened to be going down as well as the Levite, going in the same way. They were both on that same journey from a city of destruction to, uh, or from a city of blessing to a city of destruction. Uh, this man was going down this, this journey, and, and maybe we all make this journey um, from a place where you know it's an ultimate blessing, a place where that is a good place for us to be, to a place where we really shouldn't be going, and maybe we go on it alone. Uh, but this Samaritan man came on the journey, and when he saw the man, he had compassion. He went over to him, and he bandaged his wounds. He poured the olive oil and the wine on it to help clean the wound and take care of it. And he put him on his animal, and he brought him to the inn to take care of him. And on the next day, he took out two pieces of money, two denarii, and gave it to the innkeeper. And he said, take care of him. When I come back, I'll reimburse you for whatever extra you spend. And so Jesus stopped the story, and he says this. He says, which of these three do you think proved to be the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And this man, the expert in the law, said, the one who showed mercy on him. Note that he didn't even couldn't even say the word Samaritan because it just was so vile to him. But he says, the one who showed mercy. And so Jesus said, go and do the same. So we all have this opportunity to go and do the same, to love the Lord our God and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And so the neighbor really is absolutely anybody. But when we read this story, or at least when I read this story, I think about this man making this journey by himself on the bloody highway, this road from a place of blessing to a place of destruction, and how I can easily be on that road myself at any given point, and how I can easily be on that road by myself on that journey. And when I read this story, I think, and I can't help but to think, what would happen if this man had some people beside him? What if he had a wingman there with him, or maybe two? They were, on, they were walking with him, on this road, would the robbers have approached this man or this group of people the same way? And I don't, I just, I can't help but to think that they wouldn't. They wouldn't approach this man if there was three or four, maybe even 12 people on this road with him. He would have never fell into the hands of the robbers if there were other people with him because it says, again, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, that um, two are better than one. Because if one falls, the other can lift them up. And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist. And a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So imagine if there was at least just two people, they could have resisted these robbers. So I, I read this story and I think, man, it is so important for us to be able to walk alongside people 
even in a place where they're leaving a place of destruction or a place of blessing to a place of destruction. We all know somebody who is in a place where they, you know that they shouldn't be there. They might be in the danger zone. They might be on that bloody highway. And we need to walk alongside them and to be with them so they do not keep getting beat up, so they do not fall to the hands of whatever might approach them. And then you know what? Maybe we can turn them back around and get them back to the place of blessing. And the same can be said for every single one of us that we can be on that road by ourselves so many times. You need to look to your left and you need to look to your right to find somebody that you can do life with so that even when you're in a place that you shouldn't be, that there's going to be somebody that cares for you that would want to help you and bring you back to a place that you are. And even if you fall, that you're not left there on the side of the road half dead for somebody to come stumbling upon you. That you're going to have somebody that would be there right next to you to help pick you up the moment that you fall. And so I want to encourage you with that today. I want to encourage you with this thought. Just simply this. Find a friend. Find a friend that you can you can trust, that you can be with, that you can just share life with, share your struggles, share your excitements, because that is so important for you. Somebody that can walk with you, that will encourage you to seek after the Lord, to find Him in every scenario, the good or the bad. We all need that one person in our life, and and I hope that you can find it, and that is my prayer for you today. I hope that you have a great time uh, just in this life, but you cannot do life alone. So if we could, let me just pray for you as you're listening here this, this, uh, this afternoon, this day, wherever you are, and, uh, and, and I, I just want to encourage you. Lord, I pray that for this person, for, for all of us that are here listening to this, and, uh, and I pray that you would be able to help us find a friend. And Lord, the ultimate friend that we could find is you, and I, I pray that, uh, that they would be able to place their trust and their faith in you today if they have not already done so, that they would be able to confess with their mouth that you are Lord, they could believe it in their heart, And they would just simply say, Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm a sinner. I need you to help me. I need you to be my wingman. I need you to be my co-pilot. I want to do life with you, Jesus. Come into my life and change me and heal me and just save me from my sins. And so uh, many of you may be listening and say, you know what? I don't have a friend. I don't have that person in my life. And and so I would encourage you to pray a prayer like this. Say, Jesus, I I need a friend. I have you in my life, but I, I, I want somebody that would be able to walk through life with me. And, and so, Lord, I pray that you would just be able to encourage me to take those steps of faith, to be able to, to invite somebody to go out to lunch, to be able to just join a group, to be able to join a team, to do whatever it takes for me to be able to be around people that love and care for me and, and, and put my own feelings aside and, uh, and just help me find that person that I can be a wingman to and that I can have a wingman relationship with. And Lord, I pray that you would just be able to help them find some friends. Lord, I thank you for the day and I thank you for all that you're doing here. And I think that you um, would just be able to, uh, and I thank you for just helping us being able to have friendships in our lives. It is a, it is a blessing. It is an honor to be able to have those type, of pe- those type of things in our lives, those relationships. And so Lord, I thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, I thank you for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. I thank you for uh, just being able to, to support us in, in any way. And, and that would be just, you know what, why don't you come see us sometime? We're, we're right here in Maitland, Florida. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we've, we're a year old church looking to, uh, to just do some great things for our city and for our state and for uh, the entire world. And so we, we would love for you to be on this journey with us. Go ahead and check us out at www.anchorchurch.life. And uh, I hope that you have a great day. You can find my email, and you can find me there if you'd like to, to, to just send me a question or send me anything. Um, let me know how I could pray for you.
All right. I'll talk to you soon. We'll be back next week. And and we hope to add a second Anchor Church podcast next week. So if you listen every single week, pay uh, pay close attention for that. We're going to have an additional podcast called The Anchor Drop with some additional resources. So I'm looking forward to being able to share some more with you. All right. We'll see you next time.